it's Andrew Wilkow. Here's my opening monologue from today's Wilkow Majority on Sirius XM Patriot. Very, very interesting stuff out of the city of New York. The Democrats want to move to a ranked choice voting system, which they're going to claim is a way to ensure that candidates who win the mayor's race win with a Democratic majority, because their basic assumption is that Republicans have no chance, so they're going to go with ranked choice voting for the Democratic primaries. And the, the, the PR of this. Now, some of you progressives, get ready to call this program because you're going to agree with me. You progressives start dialing the phone right now because you're, going, you're, you're not going to believe it, but you're going to agree with me. Not only are you going to agree with me, you're going to love me more than you already do. I could see the mouths coming off the ankles. What? You know, stop licking the window for a second. You're going to love me more than you ever have before. I know you love to hate me, but now you're going to love love me. You're going to, love, you're going to want to whisper pillow talk in my ear. You're going to love me so much. I disagree with this. I disagree with this for this reason. If you believe in democracy, now say, oh, no, no, we believe in majoritarian democracy. Bill Clinton won the 1992 presidential campaign, the, the race, without a majority. He won with a plurality. Now, is it true he had the most votes when you considered Ross Perot? If there was ranked choice voting, George H.W. Bush would have won re-election. What? What? Oh, yes. There's probably little chance that people were picking George H.W. Bush, Bill Clinton, and then finally Ross Perot. The more likely is that it went George H.W. Bush, Ross Perot, then nothing, or Ross Perot, George H.W. Bush, then nothing. Meaning if they had eliminated the top choice, and recalibrated the tally of the vote to reflect the second choice, it would have been George H.W. Bush. See, but this is a Democratic primary. But look at what this does. Well, let me, if you don't know what ranked choice voting is, let, let me just, let me provide you perfectly executed political analysis. If you were to take five candidates, the top five candidates, let's, and you could see this being done for award shows, Right? you're a metalhead, let's say you took Metallica, Slayer, Anthrax, uh, and uh, let's see, so the big four, so you got to Metallica, Slayer, Anthrax, Megadeth, and let's just add in Pantera. What about Overkill? Whatever. It's almost a guarantee that the top choice is going to be Metallica, right? That's probably the, the guarantee that it's going to be Metallica, but... If Metallica were not to take the top, break the 50% threshold, which it likely would, and then it would be over. There would be no ranked choice voting. If Metallica you know, took the, you know, the, the uh, over 50%, then Metallica would be, the, would be the winner. If they got 49%, what would happen is they would eliminate the fifth choice, which might be Pantera. And they would eliminate Metallica as the top choice and start counting the second choices. So then you would have the people that might have picked Metallica, then Slayer, Metallica, then Anthrax, Metallica, then Megadeth, 
Metallica, you know. And then they would retally until they have 50%. That's how ranked choice voting works. The promise of this in New York City is that this will eliminate the candidates or it will force the candidates like Bill de Blasio to campaign on a more broader platform than just the hardline left in New York City. Because if you, you know, you've got a field of four candidates, four major candidates, all you need technically is 26% of the vote to, to win. Well, that's a hard, that's a hard boiled down 26. What they're saying is, what they're saying this will do is force candidates like Andrew Yang to address more of the left-wing base and candidates like Bill de Blasio to address more of the moderate base. That's not what it does. What it does is ensure that extraordinarily rich white liberals can install themselves. So, for example, if you have, let's say, an African-American Brooklyn Borough president, a Hispanic Bronx Borough president, an Asian Queensborough president, and then the Manhattan Borough president, let's make that a relatively unknown white person. And then Chelsea Clinton says, I want to run for mayor. Well, what do you think's going to happen immediately? All of the money that's going to get raised is going to go to Chelsea Clinton. Why is that? Because Bill and Hillary Clinton are going to go out campaigning for their baby girl, not just behind the scenes raising the money. What they're going to do is they're going to start giving big speeches in Brooklyn, big speeches in the Bronx, big speeches in Queens, big speeches on Staten Island, big speeches in Manhattan. Do you think any of those candidates in a ranked choice runoff could beat Chelsea Clinton? The answer is no. We already saw Mike Bloomberg bought himself the mayor's race. I mean, you want to talk about a way to install the most elitist candidate. That person can outspend everyone and then be the second choice and then win. Now, likely if Chelsea Clinton were to run, she probably would beat that 50% threshold. But this looks like the way for the established elite pseudo-left class or the bourgeois socialist to regain power from a radical candidate named Bill de Blasio. Now, Andrew, what's wrong with that? What's wrong with that is that means you don't have the right to elect another Bill de Blasio. Just like the Democrats want to get rid of the Electoral College so we never elect another Donald Trump. I'm going to go one step further. I think that New York City should be able to raise taxes without any without any oversight from the state of New York. Oh my God, Andrew, you know what that would do? Exactly. If you believe in democracy, democracy could be a total disaster. And until people learn the lesson of a total disaster from the democratic process, I like the Republican form of government. I like divided government, limited government, chartered government. Not throwing out there that 50% plus one gets whatever the F it wants at everybody else's expense. Because once you break the seal on that, and we pretty much have, it becomes near impossible to rein it in. 
So what you have now in the Democratic Party in New York is a tug of war between the Park Avenue, the Park Avenue set and the radical left. And what the Park Avenue set is trying to do is take away the power from the radical left. But Andrew, don't you agree with that? Not this way. Not this way. Listen to the way, listen to the way John Ward, the Yahoo News national correspondent, describes this. How a major election reform is upending the race for New York City's next mayor. And it says right here, it's a major reform that many hope will bring American politics back from the brink. Proponents of ranked choice voting or RCV argue that political polarization has thwarted public officials' ability to solve big problems because they are effectively hostages to the most extreme elements of their party, which stymies their ability to make deals and look for compromises. This is in large part because only the, the only elections that candidates often have to worry about are their primaries, which are typically decided at the party's most strident and radical voters. So the people that talk a good game in New York want to talk a good game, but once it's over, they know what's best. Now, do they know what's best? Probably not. But that's the, that's the notion here, that democracy, that the democratic process is in of itself nothing more than an aesthetic. It's, it's a formality. That these people are going to do as they please in the administrative branch or the executive branch of the city, that's the city's agencies, regardless of the outcome of the election, which is exactly what we saw with Donald Trump. So that means we really don't get to elect who we want. So, but Andrew, the majority didn't want that. Well, that's why you have things like the Electoral College to make sure you spread out the interest and you make sure you spread out the power, that you don't just concentrate it in the hands of Park Avenue. Now, I don't want the radical left to take over New York City, but I don't live there. Instead of trying to find a way to chicken wing, why don't these candidates just knowingly campaign on something they know is more moderate? Or explain to the radical base, hey, these are some things I agree with you on, but they're not workable. This is a way of the elitists to regain control of the system in New York the way they sought to regain control of the system with Donald Trump. By every means necessary, people like Mark Elias went around trying to reconfigure where they could reconfigure with the approval of judges, state-based election laws to ensure that Joe Biden would win. They were not going to accept in any way a Donald Trump victory. The funny thing is, outside of hyperventilating on MSNBC and and CNN, you can't actually point to a policy initiative of Donald Trump that if just laid out in a, a textual fashion would be considered radical. The media made everything Trump did radical, even though almost all of it would be for, I'll give you the best example. We're going to get to this John Kerry thing in just a few minutes. John Kerry wants to make doing business with Iran more palatable, just like he did with China, so he can send in his minions, as they did with Devin Archer and Hunter Biden and Chris Hines. They form these venture capital partnerships so they can shave off a piece of the action. 
John Kerry. You know what John Kerry is? Did anybody see the movie Straight Outta Compton? The scene where the character playing Jerry Heller looks at Easy e and goes, I can make you legitimate. You're not going to get in the doors of those record companies. I can make you legitimate. John Kerry is trying to put a legitimate face on Iran for the business of selling their oil. Who wants their oil? Germany, France, Italy, Spain. Donald Trump came in and said, hey, why do you want to buy your oil and natural gas from our enemies like Iran and Russia when you should be buying it from Canada and the United States? Because John Kerry doesn't have any ties to the American oil industry. He promotes himself in the United States as a climate champion. But everywhere else, these elite Democrats take control or get a piece of the action when it comes to oil and natural gas. Don't believe me? Joe Biden wants us to be carbon neutral after his son made millions of dollars over at Burisma. Weinzik 695, Patriot 9572874. We are right. They are wrong. That's the end of the story. The arguments on this radio program cannot be broken. Sirius XM Patriot. You can join me live on the Wilkow Majority, Monday to Friday, noon to 3 east, 9 to noon west, on Sirius XM Patriot, channel 125.